Well, hey, welcome back into the North Florida Sports Network. Happy Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023. We got more NBA playoff chatter on deck for you today as we talk NBA playoffs with Justin. The Sixers with a big game one win in Boston without Joel Embiid. James Harden tied his playoff career high with 45 points. And the Sixers were able to come up with a big game one win. The Nuggets are up 2-0 in that series as a rock fight broke out in Denver last night. And the Suns had a chance to win. They sh- probably should have won that game. They're going to be kicking themselves. Just w- couldn't make any shots. Denver's up 2-0 in that series. Like and follow their show on Instagram and Facebook. Download and subscribe their show wherever you get your podcasts. It's available everywhere. Hey, keep it locked. And hey, let's get it started. Well, game one of the Boston-Philadelphia series was last night. I, I was looking forward to this one, and it did not disappoint, although it do- disappointed me seeing Joel Embiid not play, and he's out for game two as well. But the Sixers, man, and James Harden with the tied his playoff career high with 45 points, they pulled off the upset in game one, 119-115. Justin's on the line with us. Man, what a game that was, man. It was it was vintage James Harden. This was the James Harden that everybody was telling me how awesome he was five years ago. And yep. I kept telling him, no, all he can do is go to the free throw line. <laughs> yeah. And and he was he was he was the guy that I was apparently wrong on right. um, last night because those those step back threes he was mm-hmm. hitting were huge, including the go ahead one. Yep. Um, and he just he just completely controlled the game. He did. Um, and it, it it was really it was a one man show. It was reminiscent of Jimmy Butler's fifty six against Milwaukee, where he, it's just Harden. Right, he did have some help. Um, uh, Maxi had twenty six points. Um, um, DeAnthony Milton had a uh, seventeen, but it it was Harden. Tobias Harris, the guy, the most overrated. I mean, the most overpaid player in the NBA. <laughs> he had eighteen. Um, you know, when you're missing a guy like Embiid, though. You know, you're kind of backed into a corner, and you, you can tell he took that personally, and he was able to, like he said after the game, I'm going to shoot him, I'm just going to keep shooting him. So that kind of maybe took pressure off of, you know, not coming through. So he was able to just let it go um, in game one, although I would, I'd put all the money I had on the Celtics in game two if I, if I were to bet. But um, Celtics, you know, at the end of the game, they, they just weren't defending, you know, like – it, although Tatum had 39 points, uh, it was there for him at the end. He he was he was out of sync. It, he was not aggressive enough. You know, he's got to be more aggressive when the when the, when it's money time. You know, he's got to be the Jordan. You know, to and Jalen Brown can be that Pippen. You know. Yeah, and and I I don't know that it's ever going to happen with right. Tatum. He right. he doesn't have the mentality. He doesn't have that alpha mentality. He's got all the skill in the world to be that dude, but he just seems to shrink in big moments. And if he doesn't shrink, he, even if he's not missing shots, he seems to avoid the ball is, you know, it's like, it's like that kid that doesn't want to take his, you know, times tables test, even mm-hmm. though he's got them all memorized. Yeah. And then, and then he panics at test time. And, and what I, what I noticed when you, when you, when you brought up the Jordan and Pippen thing, um, 
Jalen Brown, I think Jalen Brown and Tatum remind me more, not so much Jordan and Pippen, but they right. remind me more of Dwayne and LeBron. Okay. In the first season of I the big you. three. Yep. Because if you look back, like the way that season started, they started off like nine and eight. There was no real offensive flow. It was just kind of like, all right, D-Wade, it's your turn. Now next possession, it's my turn. And it took a full season for them for them to figure it out where Wade was like, all right, I've got to step back if we want to win. I've got to be the Batman to LeBron's Robin. And it almost seems like Tatum's got to take on that men uh, or Brown's got to take on that mentality because it doesn't seem like Tatum wants it. Right. Of course, you Tatum wants to be the quiet guy in the corner, kind of almost like Kevin Durant. Yeah. Kevin Durant couldn't win without alphas around him. Oh, he's, yeah. he's an alpha talent, but not an alpha mentality. Right. Right. And we'll get to that game in a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, it's taking everything. You see that you see everything in basketball and every sport through the eyes of the Miami heat or the Miami dolphins, the Miami hurricanes. Oh, got you, man. I got you. It's all through that prism, bro. And that's our, and that's why you're our Miami contributor, man. But you know, uh, um, he was clutch, you know, James Harden won the ball at the end and, and literally you could see it on the last play, the Celtics. I mean, T- Tatum like puts his hands away and like he doesn't want the ball. So you can kind of see the microcosm of that game unfold in the last possessions there. Yeah. And it, and it's, it's not like it's anything new. We've been watching this since the bubble season with, with the Celtics. I mean, the Celtics should have beat the heat in the bubble, but they didn't beat the heat in the bubble. Then they they get to the conference finals. They lose. They finally break through last year. But again, it's the same issues over and over again with Tatum shrinking. I mean, if I'm a Boston fan, I am I am so irritated with Jason Tatum because I know what he can be, and then in the big moments, I know what he is. Right. And those are two different dudes. Well, Boston man, Boston fans were just oh, they had to be feeling really bad. They were, you know, they lost to the Florida Panthers. You know, after having a record-setting regular season and winning the one seed. And they lose game seven to uh, the Florida Panthers from South Florida, come up and spoil up, spoil it up there in Boston. And, and then tonight they uh, crapped the bed with the Joel Embiid-less Philadelphia 76er team come in your house and, and take game one. So Boston fans are reeling right now. Bet. I'm going to go ahead and uh, fly out to Vegas, place a futures bet. Marlins win the World Series at this point. <laughs> I mean, a- a- every sport in South Florida is kicking ass, but football, which is my favorite sport. <laughs> it, 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 it's kind of brutal, but it's getting me through two it's true, football man. season at yeah. least. That's true, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens when football comes around. But, yeah, if it seems like uh, all the other sports are doing just fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure Highlight's rocking down there too, man. I mean, like, <laughs> my God, everything but football right now. Everything but football in South Florida is kicking ass. Which is, I mean, I can't I can't really get mad about that. I mean, like in my final four run now that he's right. in the playoffs. Well, I you mean, know, well, just to wrap up game one in uh, Boston, they lost that game because they weren't. You know, you did you didn't make any stops and and you couldn't. And you didn't you didn't make the plays when the when the game counted. It was there. It was there for them to win, but they they just didn't. They backed away from the moment. Um, game two in uh, the NBA Western Conference semifinals between the Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets was last night as well. And speaking of Kevin Durant, um, that game was there for him to take. And the Suns 
They should have won that game. The Nuggets really, it was a rock fight type of game, and they outlasted the Suns uh, 97-87. Um, with a 27-14 fourth quarter, the Nuggets, uh, that was the difference. Yeah, and uh, to the surprise of absolutely nobody, Chris Paul's hurt again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's when I watched the Suns, and that was a bad pick by me, and that's that's because I didn't really watch much regular season. You, it was kind of maybe just buying into the – the trade, but uh, they have Kevin Durant. They have Booker. That's it. Well, DeAndre Ayton's a nice player. It is, he is. He can catch some alley oops. That's true. He's, he, he's he actually he kind of reminds me of. He's a. Uh, of course, I'm going back to my uh, 305 lens. <laughs> of course. Um, but he's a very similar player to Bam. Right. To Bam well, Adebayo, man, where they're they're just these big freakish. He athletes. can't do as much as Bam can offensively. He might. Yeah, Bam can pass better. Bam is yeah. a better facilitator, but I mean, I would I would argue that Aiton is possibly a better uh, rebounder. Yeah, I, yeah, but um, anyway, what I was trying to say is like, if other than that though, I mean, you have Aiton maybe can catch some alley oops, get some numbers, but. That's it, man. They don't have a squad. And what's different this year about Denver in the past few years is they have a few more guys that can be relied upon. I mean, and you saw it in game one. Um, Jokic is best when he's passing the ball to everyone and everyone shooting. The plan for Phoenix, and they executed the plan, was to make him be the guy to score, and he did last night. But Phoenix just went dead cold. I mean, they they shot 40% from the field, um, 19% from three. I mean, they, yeah, yeah. I mean, so they had the game to win, and they were winning the game, but they just couldn't get ahead, and uh, Denver w- took it in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, KD, again, I mean, he's there. there's a lot of Robin and not enough Batman yeah. with KD, man. I mean, right. he, he, he couldn't get over the hump when he had Westbrook and right. Harden. Um, he had to go tag along with right. Steph. Yeah, went to went to Brooklyn. Didn't work. Now he's in Phoenix, about to get bounced in the second round by a team that nobody has faith in because they always lose in right. the second round. Well, he got his. I mean, I don't know why he just didn't stay. Who cares what anybody thinks? Just stay out in Golden State and keep winning. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, I mean, if you that, stacked rings, right? We, we just we keep stacking rings, right? And like, but he was chasing that narrative because he has so many fake Twitter accounts and he cares what everybody thinks. I know I, I I like watching him uh, tweet back and forth with his burner account just, <laughs> it, it, just to like make good points. He'll be like, "Oh, this is what somebody would say," and now let me log into this one. This is what I would say, and this is what somebody else would say. Oh my gosh, I've got a great thread going right, here. I'm just right, talking to right. I mean, he's a he's a great player, but you know, yeah, he hasn't really done anything since he left Golden State. Not anything at all. I know he's had some injuries, but. But yeah, I mean, he's the getting Brooklyn old thing now was too. A, the Brooklyn, the whole Brooklyn thing was terrible, and uh, it, it, basketball, man, they're all deep. They're just, there's just a whole like they care more about all that more than other yeah, athletes, it, I guess. That's the reason why an under talented Miami Heat team can do what they're doing right, right now is because they're not soft. That's that's, that's true. That's all the Heat got is some three point shooting, Jimmy Butler, and we're not soft. That goes back. I mean, if you remember when Jimmy Butler was on the 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 Timberwolves, man, he like tried the whole damn team. Yeah, he did, and then he had issues in uh, Philly. You think you think Philly is regretting giving oh, Tobias yeah. Harris that big contract instead of Jimmy Butler now? Oh my god, 
Yes. They're like, yeah, we yes, that is, that is that is that yeah. We'll take Tobias Harris, the softest dude ever, man. He just has like a if you put Tob- if you put Jimmy Butler in Tobias Harris' body, I mean, geez, you might have like an all-time great NBA player because Jimmy Butler is only so it can only be so so tall and so and jump so high, but he'll I don't know, man. It, if you go back and look at it now, the way he's playing with the heat in the heat culture. If you look back at, you know, the stops in Minnesota and Philly, it really kind of shines a light. What's really going on there? Yeah. And um, what was it in one of the, uh, I think uh, one of the games against Milwaukee in the post game interview, um, uh, one of the, you know, the sideline reporter girl or whatever um, asked Jimmy something and uh, something about MVP or something. And, and even Jimmy, he said, he's like, nah, Joel's my MVP. Because I know I heard that. I love that. Joel man. and Jimmy got along. Joel and Jimmy are friends still to That's, this day. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the I, I that I don't know what the problem was. Well, Annie knew any. Joel did probably does deserve the MVP this year, but and we'll see. Oh yeah, he does. He does. But I mean, like Minnesota, the Jimmy Butler failure in Minnesota makes sense mm-hmm. because Minnesota was a bunch of twenty-three-year-old kids, right? And Jimmy Butler was just coming into his prime, letting wanted to let everybody know the superstar that he is. And right. these kids were just, you know, hooping it up in practice. And he's like, look, guys, we need to work on our defensive rotations. And they're like, man, shut up, old man. And then he punches one and leaves. Right. And, and then he goes to Philly and they give him like, what, a month? And they're like, oh, it's not working. We're going to pay to buy us here. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Yeah, and that's Jimmy's so so right. Guys in Philly, so mm-hmm. that's a failure in the front office on Philly. That is so true, right there. What Harden, Butler, and Embiid could do—they—they'd they, be hands down favorites for the NBA title if you had that big three right now in Philly. You're right about that. Well, um, we got speaking of the Heat, um, they're they're they have game two tonight in New York in the Mecca, the Mecca, the Garden. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. God, I hate him. <laughs> um, I haven't heard anything about Jimmy Butler's uh, health and his uh, status going into game two. Have you? I, I All I've seen is like some chatter, um, nothing official. Um, but uh, like the chatter that I've seen is people saying that Jimmy's, Jimmy's ankle's fine. Okay. Which, if that's the case, oh my God, I'm happy as hell. Right. Because, I mean, I'm still... I'm still kind of on the side of let Jimmy rest until Saturday. Well, <laughs> if you remember what Spolster said, the last thing he said about Jimmy Butler, I think that's all up to Jimmy. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't even get him out of the game. Like after he <laughs> rolled his ankle and like writhed around on the ground, like freaking Ric Flair wailing right. and screaming over his ankle. Then they're like, all right, Jimmy, you know, there's three minutes left. We got the game. You know, come on, let's go ahead and ice that ankle up. He's like, oh, screw you, Spolstra. I'm going to stand in the corner I'm, and do nothing, but I'm right. not coming out of this damn game. I, I mean, I could see them. I'm willing to – it's going to be tough to tell him not that he can't play. Yeah, no, he. I mean, he's like Ronnie Lott cutting off a, uh, a freaking pinky so he could go back into the game at this point. I mean, Jimmy Butler, is, like you said, Spo said it perfectly. He's psychotic. Right. I mean, he, he he's like a pit bull, pit bull on a bone, man. I mean, the dude is – you can't tell him anything. if Unless his leg falls off, he, he's going to be hard to keep off that court in the playoffs. Um, but, I, 
you gotta, I mean, this is almost like a Tua situation, depending on how his ankle is. You know, I mean, Tua didn't ever want to come out, no matter how many, you know, you hold up two fingers, Tua sees 27. Right. And he's like, no, I'm still good. I'm still good. And you gotta, you gotta kind of protect the guy from mm-hmm. himself at some point. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll hear throughout the day today. I'm sure we'll get some updates well, on Well, maybe, maybe he looks at uh, his friend in Philly that you just mentioned, Joel, and he's like, hey, look, that's what Miami need. And you know, I know Spolster is probably that's the angle you got to take. It's it's time for everyone else to step up. We already got one win. The pressure's off. The, all the pressure's on New York right now. So just oh, go out, play loose. You got guys that are still trying to because you got Victor Oladipo who's out. So you got guys that gives them more of an opportunity. To just let it let it fly, like James Harden did in Game One. You know, maybe and get a guy hot from three, and you never know. Yeah, I mean, almost just like uh, run the old school uh, Princeton offense and just, <laughs> and just just run Duncan Robinson right. out there and all your shooters and just run like the three-man weave outside the three-point line and just pop threes all game and Butler's not going to play. It's going to be hard for me not to take a parlay on game two winners of the Knicks and the Celtics, though. So. Yeah, no, I mean, the Knicks... It, just the Knicks those are, games. Yeah, if the Knicks are anything like they like we've been told they are, the Knicks win this game by double digits tonight. Yeah, they have all With the pressures in New York. All the, all the pressure. Now let's see if they fold. Now let's see if, as Stephen A. Smith was saying, that the Heat can't handle the Garden. Let's see how the Knicks handle the Garden with that that energy that that anxiety <laughs> that is going to be just yeah. palpable in the in the garden it's gonna be i mean the the crowd's gonna come out they're gonna be hyped at the beginning for sure but god forbid miami gets a lead halfway through the second quarter man and i i could see all these people freaking out i mean they're still they're still a really young team the knicks are yep and i mean we saw as soon as the heat started making that making their run in the third quarter you could hear the 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 anxiety in the crowd you could see the the knick players starting to tighten up and if that happens again, I mean, the Knicks are in serious trouble because if they go down 2-0, then my heat and six pick might be wrong and it might be a sweep. <laughs> well, you know, another series starts tonight. It's going to be another great night of NBA playoffs. The uh, Lakers are in Golden State to take on the champs. Um, that's going to be a fun series. LeBron versus Steph um, kicks off tonight. Um, I don't know who the Lakers have that's going to slow down Steph and Curry. Maybe Dennis Schroeder. I mean, I don't know. That's who they're going to go. I mean, you got Austin Reeves, Malik Beasley, former Seminole. None of these guys are defensive guys, like defensive guys, though. Jared Vanderbilt is probably, you know, the guy with length that can do it, but you're not going to, you're not, you're not going to slow down Stephen Curry. No, I mean, I almost do kind of what uh, a similar strategy to what Sacramento did and just say, let Steph go off. Yeah. And yeah, slow down everybody else. Stop yep. Everybody else. Yeah. That's what you have to do because Vic. if he gets everyone else involved, he can still deal, still do his thing whenever he wants. What's what's so impressive with him is his strength and the way he can get to the rim with, with such ease. Yeah. Cause somebody, his size, right. Getting to the rim. They're mm-hmm. usually John Morant, right? He's just developed that. Yeah they're crashing to the ground. They're getting hurt mm-hmm. all the time. They're beating the hell out of themselves. Yeah. And Steph has got, he's got like a, like a, like a slithery kind Man, of he way worked, of yeah. getting through there. It's, oh, it's, he's, 
he's strong as hell too. He's, I mean, you can tell he's developed strength. It takes a long time to get that strong. You know, you just, his lower body strength is incredible from when he came in the league to went to now is just night and day. The way he rebounds the ball and takes it to the rim. And he still does all that other just crazy shooting stuff and ball handling stuff. I mean, he's, He's really just impressive. I'm not a fan of the team and the the whole whatever, but Stephen Curry, man, he he just keeps just getting better every year. He he's changed the game. Yeah, he's completely changed the way we the way they play basketball, the way we mm-hmm. watch basketball, the way we scout players is all completely different. Because if you look back to the '90s, mm-hmm. Steph Curry would have been a guy coming off the bench. Yep. At, at absolute best, he would have been what? Maybe Peja Stojakovic right. at the be- at right. best, but more likely he would have been, you know, uh, Craig Hodges on those early Bulls <laughs> yeah. teams. Right. Just go in there. Hit or his dad, Dale Curry. Back to the bench. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's really impressive. The Lakers though, they have the number one defense in the league. You know, they've, they've been a different team since the all-star break. Um, we'll see, you know, we will, I'm looking forward to LeBron's, Probably upset of all the probably upset at all the attention Stefan's getting. So uh, we'll he see. has been for a handful of years. Oh yeah, He's been, you know he has. Oh, been. definitely, man. I is, gotta get out of Cleveland, man. Steph's getting too much hype, and nobody cares about the Cavs. I, <laughs> that's to LA, man. That's why Silver's drooling over these NBA ratings, man. Yeah, no, he uh, he only got me for about a half of the game because I got sucked into a documentary on the History Channel with the wife. Oh God! But it was super interesting, oh. man. It's um, like if uh, all the you know all these uh, stories about lost Nazi gold, this lost Nazi treasures. And well, I'm a big a fan of National Treasure one and two. Oh, dude, I love those movies. Yeah, except those were good people you were hunting after their <laughs> treasure. These are awful people. And um, but no, the reason why those uh, those kind of conspiracy theories are still around, and I found this out watching this show, is that um, people have been finding Nazi treasure, like going back to like two years after the war, they've been finding gold bullion and art and all kinds of stuff. And like the first story that they had on the show was how these two German ladies were out after curfew. And some soldiers stopped them, some U.S. soldiers stopped them, and they were like, oh, hey, uh, you know, if you don't, you know, arrest us for being out past curfew, we can tell you where some Nazi gold is. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like a, yeah. you know, a, a flirtatious girl mm-hmm. when she gets pulled over for a speeding ticket, like, ooh, hey, yeah. what's up? <laughs> and, uh, and so they go back and they report to the command about it, and unlike the movie Three Kings, where... You know, some people just snuck off to go find some gold. Mm-hmm. They went straight to the command, and the command's like, yeah, we've heard rumors about this. Yeah. Let's go. And they send, like, a whole battalion. George Patton and Dwight Eisenhower Damn. show up to this small town in, in Germany. And they go down into this salt mine, and they find $250 million worth of gold bullion. Um, They find all kinds of silver and gold... Uh, uh, silverware and plates and fine china and then of course because they're Nazis they find the awful part where they found like <laughs> that's not funny like oh no it's not it's it is actually like disturbs yeah. disturbed me as I was watching it yeah. knowing I'm watching Nazi stuff and I'm right. still like oh god well, I mean buried treasure I mean by the Nazis finding it in a cave that stuff's interesting man 
And it's I'm glad that you were able to watch that. But tonight, the Heat will be on Justin's house tonight. And the family will be watching. And we'll react to it tomorrow. We'll also react to the L.A. Lakers, Golden State Warriors series. And um, we'll come at you tomorrow. How's that sound, man? Yeah, there will be no Nazi documentaries on my TV tonight. <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you next time. Sounds good, bud.